Welcome in, everybody, to episode 10 of It's Always Sunny in Chiefs Kingdom, emergency podcast style. We had a whole episode planned and recorded this week, and technology failed us. We had a whole thing. We had a whole thing planned. We recorded it. We were ready to time travel. We were going to record some of it before the draft. We were going to give you some coverage post-draft, and the technology failed us. We talked about good time travel sports things that we would have gone back in time to view we're not even gonna we're not even gonna tell you what we talked about we're just gonna say there's an episode lost in the ether somewhere and that's what it was about okay hold on one of them was really good though i said i would travel <laughs> yeah, back okay, in time fine. to the 80s and i would expose elway for a fraud in in real time like yeah. i would contemporaneously be a critic i would expose all the narratives i would just be dropping bombs for sports illustrated but in the 80s be the change that you want to see in the world that's exactly what it would be so what we're going to do is uh this is it's always sunny and cheese kingdom we're going to talk about the first round of the virtual nfl draft i guess we should introduce ourselves i'm austin i'm taylor and here we are so where do you want to go right as we're recording this the saints just traded up we're we're about two-thirds of the way through the first round they just traded or excuse me they stayed at their pick and they took Caesar Ruiz a center out of Michigan we will be reacting to some of these picks in real time just because yeah. it's you know it's 10 15 arrowhead time we got to get something out for you all the the people are hungry for football football so let's start maybe at the top of the draft and we'll kind of we'll kind of go through the picks and especially spend some time on our AFC West rivals because yeah. We got a couple of teams, the Chargers traded up. The Chargers and the Raiders both ended up making two first-round selections, and the Broncos made one, all pretty interesting. So starting with pick number one, the Bengals took Joe Biro, quarterback from LSU. Not a surprise there. No, they've been on the clock uh, since January, and they've obviously they've had this set in stone for a while. They sent him a congratulatory letter yesterday, so there, there was no last-second hand-wringing by them they knew that they had an opportunity to select a superstar quarterback and when you're a team like the Bengals starve for you know any sort of success and he it was a great pick it was a slam dunk it was the it would have been the shock of all shocks if they had even gone with Chase Young who's incredibly good but um no I think that was that was the easiest pick of the draft you know it's funny uh just very briefly the the uh Dolphins were rumored today to have engaged the Bengals trying to give them (laughs) Uh, the Lions' third overall pick and their own fifth overall pick uh, for yeah. the number one overall pick. So the, the the Dolphins were trying to trade up to number one. I guess maybe they wanted Burrow, but they actually stayed put. We'll get to them in a second. Number two pick, the aforementioned Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State. Slam dunk player there. Uh, another spot where we heard some rumors the teams could maybe be trying to trade up, but we didn't see any trades here. The Redskins stayed put, and they took Chase Young, best player available. Yeah, that was uh, that was an easy one. And I, I must point out your good uh, tweet that you had earlier, which is that if the Dolphins really wanted that number one overall pick, why didn't they lose more games? Yeah, for real. Man, bunch of bozos. Uh, Jeff Okuda, who's excellent and by far um, most people's best pick or best – cornerback uh, in the draft went third to the lions uh, which was uh, they pointed out several times that meant the top three players off the board were all 2017 ohio state buckeyes so that was yeah crazy funny. um burrow obviously moved on to lsu young and okuda graduated as at ohio state um excellent talent there some more defensive help for matt patricia in detroit um pretty pretty solid one two three no no nothing jumps out as anything you know super surprising 
Yeah, and then at number four, we had another chalk pick. Really, the first several picks of this first round were like pretty expected. Yeah. Um, at number four, the the Giants took a tackle. They took Andrew Thomas. Safe pick there. Not a whole lot to say about that. I know you, as a Saquon Barkley fantasy owner, really <laughs> love to see that. A yeah. little offensive line help for I probably would have rather them had Mekhi Becton, but. Sure, safe fit. Safe. So yeah. then at number five, despite the fact that they won five games, including yeah. week 17 against the Patriots, shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick, the magic man. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins get their guy. They get the guy that they were rumored to want all the way back, you know, last summer when uh, Tank Fertua was the thing. They were trading away picks left and right, trading away good players left and right, heisting Bill O'Brien of all of his first round picks. And then they ended up with number five overall, but they still got their guy, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, yeah. quarterback, Alabama. It'd be interesting to know in the parallel universe who they would have gone after had they traded up from five. Because yeah. Whether I mean, it'd be Burrow, you mean? Or uh, it'd be Burrow if they went one, for sure. But even if they were talking about the Lions with three for a little bit, the Lions were talking about trading out of it. I just wonder if the Dolphins were any worried at all about uh, the Lions possibly taking Tua at three. But you know, we'll never know. So uh, then the first kind of um, shocker of the of the day, not necessarily a super shocker, but uh, the second quarterback goes off the board, number six to our third Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, yeah, Burrow, of course. Yeah, third chart, third quarterback. Uh, the Chargers, they go with Herbert. Um, you know, I guess, I guess some would consider that him being the third quarterback. I still felt like that was – a little high for his personal stock, but if the Chargers needed a quarterback, they needed a quarterback, and there they got one. You know, they could have just signed Cam Newton, who's still <laughs> yeah, a free agent, and sure. or Jameis, or Jameis, or you know, I mean, obviously they weren't going to go with Ty- Tyrod Taylor. Herbert is the guy that they were rumored to have liked a lot. They also were linked to Tua quite a bit. Obviously, Tua goes one pick ahead of them, but it feels like they're settling here, right? Like, yeah. They they don't get the most efficient quarterback of all time in college football history. That's Tua Tonga-Vailoa. They don't get the quarterback who just had the greatest single season in college mm-hmm. football history. That's Joe Burrow. Instead, they get a guy who is tall. <laughs> John Elway was so jealous. <laughs> he was so jealous. If they were trying to make John Elway jealous of that pick, they knocked it out of the park. Slam but dunk. Justin Herbert, the quarterback of the future, for the Los Angeles Chargers, and now our division rival at quarterback, Drew Locke, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert. Not shaking Jeez. in my boots, Taylor. Not no. super not super freaked out by that. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. And the longest tenured quarterback of those three is probably is definitely on the shakiest terms of all of them. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Carr's got Mariota breathing down his neck. And I mean, it just life as a Chiefs fan has never been better. And uh I, I can't imagine lining up, getting ready to play football with any of those guys, and then Pat's on the other side. They just don't stand a chance. They really don't. We'll talk uh, more about the Chargers. Second pick here in a little bit. They did trade yeah. back into the first round a little bit later on. Number seven and number eight, uh, Derek Brown went to the Carolina Panthers at number seven, defensive tackle. Best defensive tackle in this class. And at eight, Isaiah Simmons uh, listed on ESPN as an outside linebacker. He's really like a hybrid player, a safety linebacker, cornerback, defensive back. He can do it all. So they take kind of the Swiss Army knife there. The uh, the Panthers get uh, – you know, a, a solid defensive tackle in the middle. Those were both pretty expected. Um, I know the 
the Broncos guys that I was listening to on the radio, I was driving around earlier before we started recording the pod and listening to some radio coverage here in Colorado. And they were a little bit upset with the Simmons pick. They were, you know, hoping that he might slide a little bit, but mm-hmm. stuck on that Broncos, <laughs> you're not getting Isaiah Simmons. Instead, he goes to the 2021 NFC champion uh, Arizona Cardinals. They're going to be really good, man. Yeah. Um, did you see, by the way, did you see Cliff uh, Kingsbury's draft room? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, my God. What an unbelievable flex that was. <laughs> that guy is great. I mean, he was living in – he's got this huge living room with, like, these wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling windows looking out on his, like, perfectly manicured giant lawn. He has, like, a – it looks like like a Roman mausoleum or something, like, in his backyard, basically. Like, it, it's basically, like, the Parthenon, like, reconstructing his backyard, you know. And he's just – He's like sunk into this deep couch. He's got some really comfy looking clothes on. He's, he's got like large man, two laptops, three cell phones. He's very cool. I, he's got I like DeAndre Cliff Hopkins. So yeah, like he's yeah. He's got DeAndre life. Hopkins. He's got Isaiah Simmons. He's got Kyler Murray. He had Patrick Mahomes. He really owes Patrick Mahomes, right? Like Patrick Mahomes bought that house for him essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat's uh, he's writing a lot of checks for other people and. Pretty soon the whole world's going to owe Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so. that's definitely true. Yeah, and then we go uh, C.J. Henderson is a Florida cornerback that went or stayed in Florida and was uh, picked up by the Jaguars. Um, Replacing Jalen Ramsey, I guess, to I the guess. extent that you <laughs> can replace Jalen Ramsey with C.J. Henderson. Just kind of an interesting choice there. I mean, the Jags, we don't have to spend a lot of time on them. They're, they're not very interesting to talk about. Um, but kind of a weird choice, CB2 in this draft. Um, a player that the Falcons were rumored to really like. Um, I know he's kind of a controversial player. There were a lot of guys that that didn't really love C.J. Henderson quite as much, but the Jags decided he was their guy. Number 10, uh, not a super shocking pick at 10 or 11. The uh, Cleveland Browns took a tackle, Jedrick Wills Jr. out of Alabama, and then the Jets took your guy, Mekhi Becton, at Man, 11. Despite he is a his tank. I mean, he's <laughs> he is an absolute unit he's my favorite uh, player in the draft by far. i mean he, just in terms of his outrageous measurables i mean he's he's really fun i know you're not a big draft guy no but not at all. but you know makai becton and I you do. are into makai becton because <laughs> really the combine it. was outrageous in 20 years someone's gonna ask me name a random offensive tackle from another team and i'm gonna say makai becton so at number 12 this is a fun Ooh, one yeah so yeah the raiders las Ugh. vegas raiders Ugh. Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama, the first wide receiver off the board. They had heard that the Chiefs were interested, and they they paired Ruggs with the Legion of Zoom, and they thought, nope, we can't do it. We're not going to do it. There's no way that we can let him fall all the way to the Chiefs or the Chiefs trade up for him. So we're going to go ahead and blow our draft up and not pick the best wide receivers available, which would be Jerry Judy, uh, C.D. Lamb. Lamb. Yeah, there were some good good options there. Uh, but no, they went with Ruggs, who flies. But I just don't – I don't think he fits what, what the Raiders do. Now, Taylor, I've heard speed has something to do with it. <laughs> speed has everything to do with it. And Henry Ruggs <laughs> does have speed. He, he, he does. He's a burner. Um, it's kind of a harken back to the Al Davis days. It is. Where, the ghost know, of just, Al Davis was smiling on this pick. Pick the fastest guy, no matter four. what. Yep. Yep. What's hilarious to me about this is, number one, they obviously did this because Tyreek Hill. Number yes. two, why would you get a guy who can run a 4-3-40 when your quarterback is Derek Carr? Exactly. Or 
Marcus Mariota. Exactly. Like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Like it's it like you got a guy who can you got a guy who can run. That's that's what you were getting at. Mm-hmm. Is that they don't have Patrick Mahomes. Like why mm-hmm. would you get a guy who can run like Tyree Kill when you don't have a guy that can throw the ball to him sixty nine yards downfield? <laughs> well, maybe what they're hoping is that Derek Carr can check it down to him or on a little bubble screen or something, and then you know yeah. he, he does all that running with the ball already in his hands because he sure ain't getting open weight on the field and catching the ball. You know, I don't know a ton about uh, Ruggs' agility. I know he's fast. Um, yeah. But but the thing that makes Tyreek amazing, I mean, like, Hardman is fast. Hardman doesn't have the same no. change of direction. He doesn't have the same burst that Tyreek has. Like, Tyreek is fast. He's also quick. Yep. And I don't know I don't know if Ruggs is quick. We'll, we'll find out, I guess, here in a few months. Did you but, see what uh, old friend Shady McCoy said about Tyreek? I did not. He said he was the best wide receiver he's ever played with. That is pretty high praise. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, he's been around and, you know, Deshaun Jackson was pretty good back in his heyday. And, um, and clearly that was meant to be like, look, this is not just a speed guy. Tyreek Hill is not just a speed guy. He is an incredible wide receiver, which anyone that's watched him knows, but um, yeah, the Raiders also announced that they are going to get the 2022 draft back in Las Vegas. That was a, draft that was um, up in the air. They had not settled on a location for it. The Chiefs are obviously going to host the 2023 draft, um, but the uh, Roger Goodell made a point to announce during the Raiders picks that um, they are going to get it here in, again in two years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'll be fun. I, I wanted to see it in Vegas. It'll be, right. it'll be a cool, it'll be a cool deal. Um, we have now then uh, the next couple of picks, Tristan Wirfs offensive tackle to the Bucks, And then, the 49ers took Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. What was weird about this is they traded picks, which, well, yeah. is, which is weird because if you're trading up to the <laughs> team that's picking right after you, <laughs> like you just... if, if you're trading up, why would you would have to think that they're taking the player that you want because yep. you're going next. Yep. But then if they're taking the player that you want, why would they trade you the pick? I, I'm, totally baff, I'm totally baffled by this. I haven't seen if the Bucks paid anything to trade up. Because oh, well, they, yeah, they had I mean, to have. Well, they they didn't just have. swap picks. They yeah. had to have given yeah. them um, another round in there. And if that's the case, then maybe the Bucks figure – I mean, maybe the Niners figured, well, whoever – we've got two guys that we really like here. So even if they want one of these guys, they right. have yeah. to have their guy. Oh, Jordan Love just went to Green Bay. Wow. wow that's wow. extremely interesting. Wow, that is crazy. And that's great news for the Chiefs, too, by the way. We'll, uh, we'll slot any quarterbacks in in front of the Chiefs got picking. Five and... picks left before the Chiefs pick here. That was pick number 26. And I think 26. they traded up, didn't they? Uh, I think they traded. I, they I think did. Green Bay traded into that pick. They did. That's crazy. Well, we'll get to that and yeah, cover that just, in more detail. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. wild. There's um, our live reaction to it. But um, you're right that I think, I, I think San Francisco just said, yeah, if you're going to give us a free late round pick, pick, we've got two guys that we like, yeah, we'll swap with you. Well, and I guess if you're the Bucks, um, there were a lot of rumors that the Niners were trying to trade down because they had two first round picks uh, from trading DeForest Buckner, but then I don't think they picked again until the fifth round. So they were very interested in acquiring some more picks, obviously. And so, you know, um, when I was listening to Broncos coverage again, I can tell you, the Broncos hosts were furious that the Bucks <laughs> traded up and got Tristan Wirfs, the last of the big four yeah. offensive tackles. Uh, big need, obviously, for the Broncos, and they blew it. They could have traded up, but they stayed put. 
at number well, 15. The Bucks were picking in front of the Broncos anyway. The Bucks just wanted to make sure that the Niners didn't pick Wirfs, but that <laughs> yes, means that he right. was definitely going before right. the Broncos were going to pick. I, but I didn't say that they were smart. These <laughs> no. people that were hosting the show. All right. Speaking of the Broncos, Jerry Judy goes 15. How, uh, how'd that make the Broncos radio guys feel? You know, mixed reactions. They had like a live reaction. They skipped covering like the next three picks to just get, you know, Broncos reactions, which is fine. I, yeah. I understand that. Sure, sure. So I can tell you Mark Schlereth was not a big fan. You build oh. from the inside out, not the outside in. Yeah, what so, a surprise. You know, I mean, whatever. For Former offensive lineman. So, like, here, here you go. Uh, I can tell you about half the guys on the show were pretty pleased with the pick, and then I think the other half – we're pretty miffed that the Broncos didn't take advantage. I mean, they all wanted Tristan Wirfs, all of them. They mm-hmm. were talking about it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And when Tristan Wirfs fell and fell and fell, and he was still there at pick number 13, you know, just two <laughs> picks above the Broncos. Tantalizing. They were, they were freaking out. And then, yeah. you know, they were pretty disappointed by that. Um, Jerry Judy is a, a great player. Um, and certainly the Broncos now have a pretty a pretty formidable top two wide receivers. Um, Cortland Sutton is a guy that, you know, certainly can, can play a little bit. Sure. And Jerry Judy – by all accounts, is the best wide receiver in this class. I mean, the most complete guy, just a really polished route runner, route technician, mm-hmm. a guy that certainly will will be a, a good, enticing target for Drew Locke. The question is, can Drew Locke play? <laughs> Did you see the picture of Drew Locke in his house tonight, by the <laughs> Shirtless, way? Shirtless, yeah. What was, what was that? And he's wearing tar, he's wearing tar Heel shorts? I know. Like, I know. What, what is he's, going on there? He's a big old weirdo, man. He is. He's um, such a goober. He is. He's a big goober. And um, how many drafts do you think it takes 15 picks before the best wide receiver in the draft is picked? You know, uh, it's funny because I was just rewatching the 2017 draft, which was on the other day. And obviously three wide receivers went in the first 10 picks in that yep. draft. And they were all trash. The best yes. one is Mike Williams, yeah. who was pretty good player good. for the Chargers. He's, he's fine. He's fine. He's not a top but, 10 pick fine. I mean, he's – I mean. Not a top 10 pick good, but... Yeah, the the fifth overall pick was Corey Davis, and then the pick right before the Chiefs, the Bengals took John Ross, who's been a huge bust, unfortunately, for my dynasty team. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's it's a great question. I mean, I think, you know, for the Broncos... They obviously – it's funny because the, the Raiders clearly are looking at what the Chiefs are doing. They're like, hey, we, we need Tyreek Kill on our team. Yeah. Let's get this guy that's like Tyreek Kill. The Broncos are like, hey, we have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Let's, let's surround him with weapons. Let's follow the Chiefs model and just load up on offense. And I don't know. I mean, it really is going to come down to can their quarterback actually play. Right. Because ours can, and he plays extremely well. And – do they feel that the biggest hole on their off or on their team that they needed to fill with the 15th overall pick was a wide receiver? I mean, it's a weird choice. It's a weird choice. I will say there were some Broncos cognoscente <laughs> that were uh, very upset. They, they were saying that the Broncos have massive holes all over their roster still. Right. And they did not really address that by getting, you know, their wide receiver unit was fine. I mean, you got Cortland Sutton, who's a pretty good player. Um, they've got, you know, a couple of guys, I guess with Emmanuel Sanders gone, I mean, Deshaun Hamilton, maybe he's their wide receiver too. Blech. Blech. I mean, they, they needed a wide receiver, but this is such a deep wide receiver class. Did they have to take one at 15? I mean, yeah. that's, that's the real question for the Broncos. Good point. Um, at 16, the Falcons, like I said, rumored to be moving up for somebody like C.J. Henderson. There just was a ton of buzz that the Falcons were going to move up. They very famously, several years ago, spent a ton of draft capital to move up to get Julio Jones, which obviously you know, they haven't won a Super Bowl. Julio is an amazing player. Like, yeah, it worked one out. Of the, one of the best wide receivers of all time. They stay put. They take A.J. Terrell out of Clemson, a cornerback. And then at 17, 
the Bron or the um, the Cowboys select Ceedee Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, which is an interesting pick to me. I I did not see the Cowboys necessarily going wide receiver here. They yeah. have a, a pretty good number two. Uh, obviously a pretty solid number one in the Mari Cooper. They've got some weapons, um, but now Dak Prescott's going to be pretty highly sought after in fantasy drafts because, man, they, they got some pieces. They do, and they should be able to move the ball. I mean, between Zeke and Coop and Lamb I mean, and Dak, they've, they've got the pieces in place on offense, and their line's really good. So, I mean, man, Cowboys need to eventually step up and do something, like, in their history. Yeah, they, they right. Just, I mean, they need to finally be worthy of all of the attention and all of the hype that they get all the time. They're the NFC's Chargers. Well, they got Mike McCarthy. Are you telling me that you're not you're not inspired by that? Like you no, don't think uh, not at all. You don't think he can maybe move up and he couldn't do anything do with damage? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, he yeah. won a Super Bowl, but he couldn't do anything after that with Aaron <laughs> <Yeah>. Rodgers. <laughs> Besides <laughs> winning the Super Bowl once with Aaron Rodgers, what <laughs> has he ever done? And, and honestly, that's that's a totally fair criticism. At 18, the uh, Dolphins take the fifth offensive tackle. There were there was a big four in this draft. Those four were gone. They took Austin Jackson out of USC. I don't know a whole lot about him, and frankly, he's a Dolphins offensive tackle. We don't need to talk a lot about him. I know him. he used to play center field for the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, just went back to school, bulked up a little bit. Yeah. At 19, the Raiders' second pick. They mm. took Damon Arnett, quarterback <laughs> out of yeah. – that actually was my reaction as well. I don't want to expose us for like totally ignorant, but this is a guy that I thought for the most part was getting mocked as like a late first, third. Uh, second, third round pick. They said on, on their, I think it was Kuiper said late second, early third. And it was a strange choice. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and the Raiders took a wide receiver, which they need, but they really need a quarterback to throw the ball to their wide receiver. Yes. And then they take a cornerback, which they also need. But, like, they had the option to take A.J. Terrell, who I think is, is quite a bit better cornerback, when they could have taken – you know, they could have taken him instead of Ruggs at yeah. 12. And then they probably could have taken Ruggs. Certainly. At 19, <laughs> at 19 instead of Damon yeah. Arnett. Yeah. Um, just a, a weird draft by the Raiders. I, I mean – you know, this is now the last of their five first-round picks that they got from trading Amari Cooper and um, Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. Got a, a two for from the Bears for Mack and one from the Cowboys for Amari Cooper. And so there are three extra first-round picks plus their two original first-round picks. And with those, they took a safety, a running back, uh, a cornerback, a wide receiver, and then who was their other pick? I, I don't remember. Anyway, the point is they haven't like knocked any of those out of the park. Oh, it was uh, it was uh, Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, Farrell. The, yeah. The edge who didn't do anything last year and had a really wildly disappointing rookie season for an edge defender. Jacobs is pretty good. He is, but for, for I mean, a running back in the first round, for a running I mean, back in the first round, good. I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, yeah, he's he's fine. So the Raiders uh, got that haul of picks for Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, and they yeah. spent them all. And like their quarterback still Derek Carr, their <laughs> skill position players are still pretty blah. Their secondary is still pretty blah. I, I just like the Raiders Plus, don't scare me at all. I, if I just, you were the Raiders, who would you rather have? Those five players or Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper? Yeah, probably Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Probably. I mean, yeah, probably. Probably. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's a lot of eggs in one basket. But the point is, even if you get five first-round picks, which I think in theory is a good – I mean, three first-round picks plus your, your two. Yeah. Uh, even if you get three first-round picks, which in theory is a pretty good haul of picks, I mean, that's great value. 
you got to hit on those picks. And I just don't know that the Raiders have done that. Seattle takes a linebacker. It's not Patrick Queen. <laughs> Five picks left to go, boys. Yes. It'll be the Ravens right here. They'll, they'll be the ones that fuck it up for us. They're on for the clock sure. here at 28. We'll keep they an eye we on that. Um, we've got uh, Kalevon Chason. Yeah, uh, Chason's awesome. I Kalevon love his Chason, name. Yeah. I, I love Jason is just a great name for a, a defensive end. Too. It's, got, <laughs> it's got chase in there and we've got yeah. chase young. We've got a chase on chasing yeah. the quarterback around. I, I like it. Um, that's the Jags and the Jags. I, I don't know. I guess they're all in on Gardner Minshew. They took uh they took an okay cornerback and a pretty good edge defender. Like I think he was pretty much the consensus second best edge rusher in this class. Right. You know, a distant second behind chase young, but they're sure not giving Gardner any offensive help. They certainly are not, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what else they can do. You know, they they had two first-round picks, didn't spend it on a quarterback, you know, didn't get a real blue-chip player. Like, to me, if yeah. you have multiple first-round picks, you should be getting a guy who is elite. And if you're mm-hmm. picking at 9th and 20th, you know, 20 – yeah, 20th, or like the Raiders did last year, you know, they picked 4th and then, like, in the, the mid-teens and then in the 20s – you know, like come away with some real blue chip offensive hall of fame talent, right? Like come away with great players. And I'm not sure that the Jags did that here. Uh, at 21, a little bit of a surprise, Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TCU to the Eagles. He can, he can burn, he can fly. Yeah. Uh, he's no Tyreek, but they did need a wide receiver. And then uh, speaking of wide receivers, the uh, 22, the Vikings took Justin Jefferson out of LSU, another wide receiver. And we heard about how deep this wide receiver class was and there you have it, already uh, through 22 picks, five wide, five wide receivers off the board. Yep, yep. And that's uh, – his older brothers both played at LSU, and he's a guy that, um, you know, the Vikings are trying to replace Diggs with somebody. They uh, they traded him away, and they needed some – they needed a little bit more firepower. But Jefferson does play in the slot – or did at LSU play in the slot a lot. And that's kind of Adam Thielen's bread and butter. So It is, yeah. It's um, kind of an interesting choice. But, you know, guys can move around. I'm not really sold on the idea that a guy's only a slot receiver. I just know that if he's most comfortable there and he's had the most reps there, that it might be a little bit of an adjustment for him to play on the outside. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think they looked at the wide receivers on the board and they felt that if they didn't take Justin Jefferson that they were going to regret not getting an impact wide receiver in this draft. So uh, that seems to be their plan. So then at pick number 23, the Chargers yeah. traded up, took New England's pick. New England went down to 37. And the Chargers came up to select Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. Kind of an interesting choice. We've got Herbert. They obviously have, uh, you know, some pretty, some pretty talented offensive players on that side of the ball. Linebacker was a weakness for them uh, just last week. I guess earlier this week, gosh, it's been a long week. Uh, (laughs) Earlier this week, I broke down uh, Chiefs versus the AFC West. Great read. If you haven't read it, guys, si.com slash Chiefs. That's right. Arrowhead Report. Go check those out, part one and part two. It's funny because the Chiefs linebacking unit is terrible, and the AFC West's all-division linebacking unit wasn't dramatically better than the Chiefs, despite the Chiefs linebacking unit being terrible. So linebacker was a need for a lot of teams in the uh, AFC West, including us, including the Chargers. They come up and they get their guy, Kenneth Murray, a guy who a lot of people have as the best linebacker in this class. Uh, You know, with linebackers, it feels like there's always some, some mixed opinions, right? Like I've heard people who are really high on Murray. I've heard people who are really down on Murray. I've heard of people who are really high on Patrick Queen. 
people who are kind of down on Patrick Queen, who still has not been selected as a pick 27 in this round. So, I mean, good on the Chargers, I guess, but. And linebackers are so, um, they, they are asked to do so many different things that, you know, some, somebody's best linebacker in the draft might be the, the run stopping thumper and right. somebody's might be the cover coverage linebacker in the middle. You know, there's just a lot and the edge rusher, the guy that can get around the corner really quickly. Um, sure. And, and I feel like uh, it's linebackers definitely got to be one of the hardest positions to, to stack them up against each other. Just because just cause they all play linebacker, you know, first of all, they didn't all play the same schemes and styles in college that you necessarily would want them to play in the NFL. And it just, it would be, it would be tough. I I've looked at the linebacker class here and I just don't know. It's gotta be a need for your specific team. You've got to say, okay, we need this type of linebacker and then stack all those guys up or else you're just going to get lost. Uh, it looks like the Ravens are going to take Patrick Queen. No, Mm. why'd you no sorry i don't don't want him to do it that's what i've heard that's what therese said so if therese is yeah uh, they did baltimore selects patrick queen that is that's a bummer well you know i mean there's still plenty of good players left on the board we'll see who the chiefs plenty of fish in the sea that's right four picks so at 24 caesar ruiz center a guy that was mocked to the chiefs i we know taylor your position on i know we're just gonna let it slide you know, it's fine. You've you've had your way with people on Twitter. <laughs> you've had it. You've had it out. You've had it out with them. Uh, Caesar Ruiz, the center, the Saints bolstering their offensive line. A little bit of an interesting pick because the Saints. I don't know specifically what their center situation is off the top of my head, but the Saints have had a pretty solid offensive line for the last several years. And typically with offensive linemen, we talked about this last week um, in our mailbag it's kind of a weird year to be picking an offensive lineman that you want to come in and have an immediate impact because typically offensive linemen don't contribute a lot in their first year. And you have to think this is Drew Brees' last season, right? So I guess Cesar Ruiz is a pick for the future, but a little bit strange to see them take a center this high. Uh, I guess they feel like he must be able to come in and contribute right away. They're kind of, they're more run heavy in new Orleans than you think of with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Um, so, you know, bolstering the line seems to make some sense. The Niners picked Brandon Ayuk. 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 I guess you just make guttural sounds with your Brandon Ayuk. And they traded up to get him, too. They traded up to get him. Arizona State, another wide receiver. So then the sixth wide receiver off the board by pick 25. Um, you know, Sun Devils are uh, not necessarily known for the primo high-end talent, but uh, the Niners are. Let's let's just talk about Jordan Love. Let's 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 just go. Yeah, move, just move go along. The, let's move, move along. along. Let's let's move <laughs> along to twenty-six because this has to be, I think, the most shocking. We've been we've been live this whole time while we've been talking about this. I haven't yeah. seen the Twitter reactions to this. Yeah, I would imagine that this is blowing up the internet because well, right. obviously Rogers is not a spring chicken. I believe no. he's 37, 37 years old. Or, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's getting up there in age. Uh, he certainly is showing his age a little bit, but man, this is a, a wild pick. Um, yeah. Jordan love, obviously with a ton of physical tools, somebody that, I mean, you can see why a team that has Aaron Rodgers would like the physical tools that he possesses. But to quote the Pat videos, you know, that are circulating, you know, all the, the old draft takes, not someone that has bad footwork has no, no footwork, you know, just, I just want to throw out all the bad Pat take videos. Just, Uh, just bump those in there. Shout out to all those idiots. Um, Yeah. What, I mean, this is kind of crazy, right? 
It is. Uh, I, I guess you could say they're following the Aaron Rodgers model, which was to draft Aaron Rodgers way before everyone felt like Brett Favre was on his way out. And obviously uh, that worked out pretty well for them. Uh, but I just feel like if you're the Packers, do you really need to be using your first round pick on a, on a quarterback this year? I mean, I guess they did. So sure. But um, obviously love was talked about a lot as a late first round quarterback selection. Um, As you noted earlier in the pod, it was good news for the chiefs to slot another quarterback in there before us. We were hoping that would push queen all the way down to us, but even, Mm. even so it does put another player on the board for us that we would obviously not have considered. Um, you know so, what's interesting about this pick too is that uh, I'm I'm just kind of scrolling through the Twitter reactions yeah. so we can get get a little bit of background too. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show. Did you hear about this? <laughs> no, I didn't. He said I love Pat uh, McAfee though. He said, "When was the last time we took a player, a skill player, for me? You know, in the last like 15 years." So he kind of was some throwing some shade, I guess. And uh, boy, he is. Uh, He's not going to be super happy about this. I don't no, think. he doesn't really strike me as the type of guy that is super happy about a lot of stuff. That's very fair. Uh, but I, I just, he kind of, he kind of reminds me of like the, the Ben Roethlisberger mold of like, Oh, you're just going to have to figure it out, kid. Like I'm not, he's definitely not the Alex Smith type For sure. to, For to sure. take Jordan love under his wing and show him how to steal his job or anything. Um, but it's uh, it should be some drama in green Bay. Uh, you know, you figure if Rogers, ever gets to a point in his later career where he struggles, which he hasn't really yet, but he's not the 2014 Aaron Rodgers anymore either. He's a good quarterback, but he is certainly not the, you know, the, the MVP that he was in 2011 and 2014. However, um, you know, as any time you draft a quarterback in the first round and you've got a guy that's not on his way out the door, the moment that guy starts to kind of cough a little bit, all the rumblings of, okay, well, I wonder if we should bring in that quarterback now. It'll, it'll be, I feel like it's probably too big of a headache for Green Bay, but, um, you know, I'm sure it'll work out and Love will be a, their third consecutive Hall of Fame caliber starting quarterback. So, you know, whatever. At 27, the Seahawks took outside linebacker Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes, alma mater. This is somebody who ESPN had graded as the sixth uh, outside linebacker in the draft, overall rank of 92, huh. grade of 70. So it seems like maybe a little bit of a reach for the Seahawks. This is a pick that I was very excited to see because it meant that Patrick Queen was still on the board. He lasted, unfortunately, one more pick. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens at 28, breaking our hearts, taking the uber-athletic inside linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU, a guy who would have been a terrific fit for the Chiefs, Sideline to sideline speed, a guy who it seems like is going to end up being, he was a one-year starter essentially, but a guy who really was showing a lot of promise in coverage, just being able to fly. It would have been a a fun pick for the Chiefs. It's it's too bad that that didn't quite make it down to us at pick 32, and the Ravens, unfortunately, continuing uh, their excellent drafting. I mean, that is a very well-run organization. They're going to be scary yeah, this year. They are. They're, they're extremely good. They're by far the second best team in the AFC. And, you know, Queen was rated the best inside linebacker in the draft. And I think they had him going around 20th or so. And, and he goes, drops all the way down to 28th. So that's great value for the Ravens. Um, I'm sure if you pulled Chiefs Nation about um, – Chiefs Kingdom. 
Excuse me. As soon as I said nation, I was like, why have I never what? said that phrase before yeah, in my yeah. entire life? Yeah. And it, it just <laughs> sounded like it didn't even come out of my mouth right. Yeah, that was that was bad. Um, I've done it like maybe once. And then it's like you said, you're like, wait a second. That's, we're it's not like a, a I like barf. We're a kingdom. Like, yeah, and our king are. is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so if you pulled the kingdom, uh, I would imagine Queen would have taken the lion's share of Wishless at 32. Um, there was certainly a ton of buzz about it there. It's a great, it would have been a great fit. I know we're now, you know, waxing nostalgic about a player that we're not going to get, but, um, it shows that, you know, we had him about pegged, right. For if he was, you know, late first round. I mean, that was always a little bit of a stretch, right? It was, it was like the wish list. It was like the, if, if five guys get slotted in before him that we didn't expect, then, you know, he falls to us, but didn't happen. Uh, I trust Veach, uh, you know, a hundred percent with whoever's available coming up at 32. Uh, I'm sure he will make a great pick because that's all he's done so far. So RIP the dream of Patrick queen to the chiefs. Fuck you. Ravens number 29, Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia offensive tackle to the Tennessee Titans. Well, that's good news for the chiefs. It is good news for the Chiefs because we are not interested, I don't think, in taking an offensive tackle. We could, I guess, if the right guy had fallen. But this is now the sixth offensive tackle taken in the first round. You know, our man Brett Veach uh, said that um, the more tackles and quarterbacks you see go in the first round, you know, the more good players are going to be there at the end of the round for the Chiefs, and that certainly seems to be the case. So, you know, uh, the uh, Titans did let Jack Conklin walk. Um, I believe he ended up with the Browns, didn't he? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, they end up taking an offensive tackle to replace the one that they lost the, the Tennessee Titans taking an offensive tackle. Doesn't really bug me too much. Tackle six in the first round, four quarterbacks, six tackles in the first 29 picks, which would seem to be pretty good news for the chiefs. And, uh, I would say six wide receivers too. So, you know, I, I mean, still plenty of good players left for the chiefs. At number 30, the Dolphins, who traded back after giving up pick 26 to the Packers so they could take Jordan Love. Still a little bit bewildered by that. Just <laughs> kind of, you know, I mean, it's just as a kind of a weird feeling. Um, hey. They take Noah Igbinoginihe. Come on, man. That's an easy one. Igbinoginihe. <laughs> sure. All right. He's a cornerback out of Auburn. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about him, but kind of a weird pick for – the Dolphins, considering how much they have invested in their secondary, they blew out that huge contact for Byron Jones. Right. They're paying a ton of money for Xavier Howard. Yeah. You think they have a pretty solid secondary already. Now, I had heard that they were maybe interested in taking a running back, which they did not do. And I can never fault taking a cornerback over a running back because that is just such a wildly more valuable position than running right. back is but still kind of a little bit of an interesting trade. They do have ESPN does have him ranked as the eighth best cornerback in the draft overall rank of 60. So kind of a, a guy you would maybe expect more towards the end of the second round, but they're taking him here at 30, Hmm. you know, shrug. It is what it is. Maybe they wanted a cheap cornerback to go along with their super expensive cornerback. Sure. I mean, that kind of makes sense. That kind of checks out at number 31. Mm. One pick to go. Yeah, it does. This is a pick from San Francisco. The Vikings take Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU, a guy that a lot of uh, really people had him. mocked to the Chiefs. 
the fourth best cornerback per ESPN's uh, overall rank of 43. Good player, a guy that we certainly would have liked to have seen the Chiefs take at, you know, one of our many, many, well, I don't want to say many, many positions of need. In fact, we just talked about this the other week. The Chiefs don't need anything. They just won the Super Bowl, and they're bringing back everyone that they won the Super Bowl with, right? Yeah. But they would like to have a cornerback, and they would probably like to have an upgraded linebacker. And Gladney well, certainly would have been – he would have been a good good pick for us. I think they just – as the defending Super Bowl champ, you would just like to have someone that's going to contribute positively to the team next year. It doesn't – you know, clearly the holes are not as abundant as most of the teams in the NFL. But you would like someone that you're going to – like a Juan Thornhill, you know, someone that is going to be an impact player. And um, they're still – clearly available at 32 because they've been available in the second and third rounds the last couple of years. We've had great rookie picks even without picking in the first. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously very optimistic about this pick coming up here at 32. I do see Tyron Matthews replying to tweets. Uh, yes. Ali Trost. Uh, I just said it. <laughs> yeah. And he said, go safety so I can hunt like a madman, like a government mercenary. So he's just trolling Twitter right now. And yeah, there have been no safeties taken unless you count, uh, unless you count Isaiah Simmons, Simmons as a safety, yeah, right. uh, which means that I think Xavier McKinney or Xavier McKinney out of Alabama is still available. Yeah. Number one safety on the board, overall rank of 17. That would be a pretty spicy pick. He is still on the board. Chiefs still have three minutes left on the clock. Taylor, I just hope it's not a running back because I, in a, in a moment of brash confidence the other day, I <laughs> declared that I would eat a tweet if the Chiefs took a running back in the first round. And I don't really – want to eat a tweet i would eat it mac style like mac eating a contract uh-huh. Uh-huh. i just gobble it right on with up zest with zest uh but i don't really i don't really want to do that so i hope that it's not it uh xavier mckinney would be an awesome pick i would love that i obviously hope that they do pick deandre swift or another running back because that would do nothing but good things for our twitter imprint and That's for true. the show and yeah, for, people would love to know, see me eat a tweet i'm gonna sacrifice you on the altar of fame for sure anytime i can and uh it would be it would just be such a hilarious move for the chiefs to draft a running back here for a number of reasons um number one because running backs don't matter, but the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, it's kind of just like them walking into the draft room and being like, hey, hey, check this out. Like, we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, just laying our dicks on the table. The pick is in. Oof. For the Chiefs. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Well, so final verdict here, I would say my guess is that they are going to pick a running back. I My gut just tells me that either Swift or Jonathan Taylor are are heading to Arrowhead. Um, It would be super funny. Um, Oh, my God. Someone got caught pooping live on Mike Vrabel's draft room. I saw that. That is – That's amazing. extremely awkward. (laughs) Super crass. But – Wow. It's a running back, Taylor. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I – I can't believe we took a running back to in the first a round. Tweet. I'm gonna have to eat a tweet. Uh, that I, is that's uh, fun. That's really fun for me for so many reasons. Uh, he you fits know, our offense yeah. so well. He does. Uh, he fits our offense amazingly well. Um, I just saw a tweet the other day. I'd try to pull this back up. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is an amazing receiver. That's kind of his calling card of all of the the backs in this draft that can run. Uh, 
he can catch and yeah. he runs a lot of deep routes. He's a great route runner. That is something that certainly does fit this team very well. Now, I don't love the value. You know, it is what it is. There, there's some great, still some very strong defensive players on the board. Xavier McKinney would have been great. AJS Epinesa, edge rusher, that would have been fun. But if we had to take a running back, you know. See the one you wanted? Yeah, he is. This is the tweet that I was thinking about. Graham Barfield tweeted this the other day. Over the last five years, I have only charted six running backs that have been split out wide as receivers on at least 20% of their routes. Yeah. Marlon Mack, 38%. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 35%. Christian McCaffrey, 31%. So we're talking about somebody that ran more routes split out wide in college than Christian McCaffrey, who was obviously has been a prolific receiver in the NFL. Yeah. The best one probably. And, ever. and yeah. And, and certainly have, I mean, it's going to be now, you know, what's really going to be funny about this. I have a tweet to eat, but our boss, Joshua Briscoe <laughs> is getting tased for this. Yeah, that's right. So I feel like I came out. I feel like I came out ahead there, Josh, you done goofed, buddy. You're getting tased, bro. Man, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a lot to process. It, it is, is a running back. I, I, I was pretty confident that they weren't going to do it because, you know, if you go all the way back through all of Andy Reid's history, never had taken running back in the first round. And we're talking, about, we're talking about 20 years. That's right. That's how the law of averages works. Mm-hmm. You know, he hadn't, hadn't done it before, so it was time. He's due. And uh, there's going to be uh, – well – Pat likes it. He just tweeted the uh, Shaq shimmy gif. Yes. A bunch of smiley gift. faces. I mean, if Pat likes it, you know. Five LSU players taken out of the 32 players tonight. Who am I to say no? It's, uh, it's fine. It's well, fine. You know. I mean, listen, we can rationalize it. We can rationalize it. People oh, are going to. It's fun. It's, it's super fun. fun. It's, it's fun. not necessarily the best football move for the Chiefs to make but it is certainly the most fun football moves for the Chiefs to make. I mean – It's fun. We're going to score 50 points a game. It's fun. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that was the first round. Hope uh, you enjoyed Austin's live reaction to learning that he has to eat some paper, which he's going to do on video, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll probably – I'll have to go into the office to print Print it out. Yeah. And I'll – you know, like I got to – I don't own a printer, so like – I'll do that on Monday. I'll stream it, or I'll Are you put a. Swallow it. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Have to, right? That's yeah, I mean, me. if I'm gonna you eat, can't just put tweet. it in your mouth and then you know. I think that I'm gonna have to eat the tweet. You gonna now? Rip I it will up? probably. Uh, I don't know. I I have not come up with a strategy for how I will eat this tweet. <laughs> You're gonna print it out on like a postage stamp uh, size paper. Yeah, yeah, I am. For it's sure. just this little. No, yeah. Uh, I'll print it out on a reasonable size piece of paper. It probably won't be. The it shouldn't full, be an eight and a half by 11. Eight That's and a half absurd. by 11. That would be gross. Yeah. Um, I eat, I eat stickers all the time. <laughs> so I'm sure I won't have a problem with eating paper, but uh, I, I think, I think it'll be okay. Well, that was a, that was a shocker. You get our live reaction, literally our unfiltered, just sort of shock. And I'm guessing that the uh, 1.01 pick in our dynasty rookie draft, is going to be one Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 